0: Hi, and welcome to Living Unleashed. I'm your host, Alex Runneman. This is a production growing out of my passion for identifying, questioning, and addressing the many challenges I face as an entrepreneur, father, and as a resident of my small Appalachian hometown. From community revitalization to work and business to health and everything in between, join me as we discuss the challenges, but most importantly, search for solutions that may assist you in your quest to unleash yourself and your community. Hello, Taylor County. I'm Alex Renman with Unleashed Tiger, and I'm here with Terry Austin, who's running for sheriff. Terry, thanks for coming on the program. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So you are the incumbent sheriff. So why don't you yes. tell us a little bit about what it means to be a sheriff?
1: Well, I don't think we have enough time for that, but <laughs> but it's it's a lot of responsibility. It's uh, very demanding. Um, it's what I say. It's more than what I what I thought. It's I guess it's it's what you want to make it. Um, we've chose to. Uh, be a working sheriff we've uh, we worked you know there's a lot of hours 18 hour days that uh, when we first started to get things in line and um, it's just uh, you know in in the office of sheriff every day's different you know there's it's hard to plan you know people say well you know plan plan can I can I meet with you this day it's really hard to do that because of the activity that goes on within uh, even though this is a small county the call logs that we have, the problems that we have in the community, and and uh, and it's not the whole, you know, it's not every part of Taylor County. It's uh, um, each part of Taylor County has its own problems, and uh, being able to address those problems and uh, the time that it takes, and and, uh, and you know, we we've been uh, shorthanded on officers at times, and and uh, uh, but I when I went into the office of sheriff. Um, I went in with a, uh, uh, a high standard that I would require law enforcement to, to meet because it was very important to me that, that uh, the public uh, opinion of law enforcement in that department need to be a high image. And uh, uh, so we, we hold people accountable for their, for their actions. Myself, um, um, I'm just as hard on myself as I am the my employees. But it's, it's uh, the office of the sheriff um, handles a lot of things. You know, of course, we're the tax collector of the, of the county, and, and uh, we, um, uh, we have a great tax office. Uh, the ladies that's in that, that office knows their job, knows how to do it. They know that they are held to that high standard also and, and uh, how they the, the, receive the public when they come in. and um, Things that we've done, you know, we've changed. Uh, uh, you can use a credit card, there you know on on different things that had never been done before and and uh having uh making it more convenient for the taxpayer because you know that's that's painful you know coming in and putting that money out for for uh, uh tax dollars it is painful it's painful for me sometimes too you know and it's important that we show the public that office shows the public that that we're not wasting your money we're trying everything we can do to, to operate efficiently, um, to make the, the process as less painful as possible, being pleasant to people when they when they come in. And, and uh, um, then on the law enforcement side, it's the same thing. You know, we, uh, we, we have our our rate of arrest has went up, I think it's 60 some percent since we went in and uh, because the crime's there. But it's, it's so important in the law enforcement part that we, we do our job, we enforce the laws, but we also care about people that has went down the wrong path. And if there's, uh, if they, if there's things that we can make things better for them, you know, that's, uh, my guys will, you know, even though you have problems with somebody, you arrest them, and, and uh, uh, when it's done, it's done. You give them a cigarette you, you 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 buy them food or something you make them feel human because they are human they've made mistakes they've done some bad things that little encouragement out of us once it the process starts might help turn them around because they feel the world's against them so in the law enforcement part of the of the uh, of the office of sheriff it's the uh, You know, public perception, we need the public to support us. The department is only good and can work efficient if we have public support. We have to, we work for them. They pay our our way. We are obligated to the public. And that's, that's one of the most important things to get that image of law enforcement to a positive image. And the guys that I have, they do that very well. And uh, they care about people, uh, even though that uh, you know, there's times that you you're you're down on the ground wrestling with them. Like I say, when it's done, it's done. You pick them up, you give them a helping hand, and and try to give them a word of encouragement. They need to straighten their life out. And so there's just you know the office of sheriff. It's it's got a lot of a lot of things that's happened in there that, that people don't see, that the public really doesn't see, and and uh, Uh, and it's important that they they know this and I think that's where when they do understand what the officers go through and and what we try to do in the department and how we're trying to make the community safer that we get that respect from the community because respect has to be earned you know we can't just automatically assume we're going to get respect and and uh, support from the community we've got to go out and earn it and uh we can't satisfy everybody, you know. If you think you're going to go into the office of sheriff and you're going to satisfy everybody, you're going to tell them what they want to to know, then that's false. That's that's not being
0: honest with them. And, yeah. and, and any leadership role is going to put you in that spot. Um, so, so knowing that, and, and knowing you, what this office is, and you've been in there, you now see why well, run again.
1: I've been asked that a lot. <laughs> 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 well, you know, we 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 set out. Um, to, to uh, do a job. And uh, uh, as I said four years ago when I was sitting in front of you before that you know I'll work for four years, not six months. And uh, that's what we've done. And, and, and trust me, it's, it's, I've thought about it a lot of times. There's a lot of times I've said that, you know man, it's, there's an easier way out there. But I feel that I'm obligated to the community that I set out to do a job uh we've uh we've worked hard i cannot let that go backwards it's got to continue to move forwards on whoever comes into this office if i get elected for four more years that's great i'm going to work hard and uh, then after that hopefully somebody will keep the pace up and and uh, but with the problems in this country this community all communities that we have Mainly the drug component. You cannot rest. There's not a day of rest. It's a fight every day. It's a fight every day for the people that's on drugs to get to try. The, you know, most of them we do, they would like to get their life turned around. Sometimes the only way that can happen is a rest. Sure. Something to get their attention. And a lot of times it's six months in jail before you can get their attention. You've got to get them to decide, this is not my life that I want. This is not, not what I want for the rest of my life. And they're, because they're families and everybody's affected. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a rewarding job, it's a stressful job. Uh, I've been through a lot in the last three years. Uh, things that's happened to me in this job that will never be reversed. That 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 uh, uh, you take home with you every day, and uh, it's uh, but you you deal with it. You've got to stay strong, and, and uh, um, you know. It, and, and I'm not I'm not here to promise anything. I'm pro- except for working hard, continuing uh, to try to make things better, for the community, and and uh, because I see so many times people from the outside will. Promise everything because they think that that's what people want, but until you've been there, you know there's several sheriffs in the past as good friends of mine, and I didn't know what their full extent of their job was and, and uh, you know we've we've taken a little bit of different path. Uh, we are really strong in the law enforcement part, and we're out there on the street, we're out there making arrests. Um, I was told here a while back, kind of brought to my attention that, that sheriff, you realize how many felony arrest charges you personally have had in the last three years? It's as much as the last fifty years. And sheriffs have had. Hmm. I'm proud of that. Not that we have that much of a problem. I'm not proud of, but that we have worked and we have tried to bring people to justice and um, to make things. Better. Uh, not saying those the other sheriffs, like I say their friends of mine, didn't do their job. They did their job to their best of their ability in how they wanted to run the office, and I don't take nothing away from that. Um, it is a job that, like I say, it's got a lot of stress, a lot of demands to it. I've chose to work long hours and and dedicate my life pretty much to it. And uh, I think I've had two or three days off sick for a. Uh, um, uh, for a procedure, and, and then I got to go moose hunting once. And that's all the time I've taken off in, in uh, these three years. And, and my family, you know, they, they, it's, it's hard on them. But they know that when I set out to do something, that I want to do it to the best of my ability, and, and I, don't, I don't stop. Um, one thing that, that is kind of interesting, that when we have criminals come in, uh, for their court hearings, and they sit in the back room back here, and they talk amongst each other. And one of the things that that we're, we're proud of that that uh, within the inmates and stuff that they say, if the sheriff gets after you, you can't hide. Wherever you go, he's coming. Even if it's 30 miles from the Mexican border, we come after him. You know, we we send the marshals in, um, and uh, and that's where. You know, one of, the, one of the things that's been great with this job is the first couple weeks that I come into office was the agencies that reached out to me, the federal agencies, the FBI, the marshals, the uh, ATF, um, DEA, and the task force, and the other sheriffs from other counties that come in and, and say, hey, we're here for you. You know, we we want to support you. Of course, the FBI trains with us a lot. And uh, uh, first time in history of Taylor County that uh, we had... Uh, I think mean, it's 15 FBI agents that I deputized that we went in to to get this guy out that was armed, and uh, uh, I deputized them as deputies of the sheriff's department, and they've uh, they've actually got the papers they signed, a picture on their phone, so that they're, they're they feel that they're still de- deputies with the department. But it's important to be able to reach out to those agencies and get the assistance because the the um, the training and the the expertise that they have in different fields, we want to utilize that, because we can't. Our department's not big enough to have that expertise, in uh, in certain fields. And uh, when we can, we can send stuff to the FBI lab and, and get it tested on on different cases and stuff. And when the state police labs kind of bogged down, and and so just that cooperation with with other agencies and and. Uh, uh, we're, we're
0: able to be more more productive. Yeah, that makes sense. And we, we've got a lot, I mean, you, you've covered a lot there, and we've got some around cooperation, cooperation, some around some things, But I, and you may have already touched on this, but I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway just to give you a chance. So one of the things that I think is important is for you to share with us a, a role or a challenge and you just covered some of them or, or some kind of experience in your life that you feel has at least in part prepared you for a second run in sheriff. And again, it may just be your first term, but I, I know you have some other experience that you might want to share and um, I give you that moment now to kind of share. What else is there in your past experience that you feel this has really prepared you to be able to come in here and be a successful sheriff?
1: Well, you know, I was um, I was a bus driver for for 17 years there with the board of education. Um, good, great experience. Uh, that uh, you know, dealing with the kids and stuff, and, and uh, having uh, having the kids looking. You know, everybody knows me as not sheriff. It's Terry. You know, and, and, and I don't take any disrespect out of that because I want to be approachable. And when, when I go into the schools or something and, and there's Terry, there's Terry, you know, it's not the sheriff. There's Terry. You know, so because those kids and stuff and adults that I'll be dealing with at, at one point in time on a good or bad way. Um, so the bus driving, that that definitely was uh, uh, helped prepare me to, to, to learn how to, to talk to the kids and and uh, people, but the uh, and then I was a, I was a lay minister with the uh, Methodist Church and and being able to get up in front of people and speak, you know that's important and and uh, uh, there are just so many things that uh, um, in life. Of course, the people say, you know, I I um, this is how I dress all the time. Uh, you know, I I was able to to go in the mountains in Colorado and work as a cowboy. And uh, those are very important. And I think they, those years, um, helped actually prepare me for, for some of this too because when there was a job to do, you, you couldn't give them excuses why you couldn't do it. It was just, you just had to buckle down. You had to get the job done no matter what the weather was, what the conditions was, how rough it got. You still stayed on track. You You had to... You set your gold out there and you you went towards it. And So there's just so many things in life and, and growing up on a farm. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, seven days a week, you know, on a dairy farm you worked. And uh, so we know that, you know, it helped give us a good work ethic. Um, my family's been here since the Revolutionary War. Uh, and uh, we have no intentions of leaving. And uh, my wife says that we're part of the dirt, so. <laughs> Um, that's probably right but yeah. it's, it's uh, uh, there's just there's so many things that that uh, I look at and even back in school with teachers that you had in had in school uh, growing up that was so influ- influential on you in in doing what we do today and that's where a lot of a lot of kids don't realize that that teacher and, and trying to get as much out of that 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 classroom that you can that it will benefit you so much in the future. Yeah.
0: Sure. Absolutely. So, if you're reelected, you know, after you know, coming to the end of your first term, if you're reelected for a second term, what's your strategy for a successful next term, or how would you define that success?
1: Well, we have to stay on course. We have to continue to fight the major problem in in all communities, and that's that's the drug ep- epidemic. Um, you know, we we've seen. Um, a lot of changes in the in the in the, in the drug industry. Uh, the price of methamphetamines has come down so much. You know, from uh, a pound of meth that when it first came in was twenty thousand dollars. Now it's down to two thousand twenty five hundred. So the market is flooded with methamphetamines, and what it does to people is unbelievable. And it just don't affect that person. It affects whole families. It affects kids. Neglect of kids. You know, we've we've because of all these cases and stuff that we we've we've gotten. Um, We've got now two judges. we got four prosecutors. Uh, the caseload is unbelievable, you know. And, and uh, that's where, you know, I, I haven't had time to go out and really campaign because the work. I cannot just stop because I told people that I was going to be here four years working. So I don't think I can take off three or four months to campaign. It's not going to happen. Um, unless crime stops, but <laughs> it, awesome. it's what we're looking for is, is uh, if we're if we're uh, fortunate enough to get back in for another four years that uh, I promise you know I'm gonna work hard. Uh, we're gonna attack the drug problem. We constantly look towards new technology. Um, the search for good officers uh, that's a constant thing. Uh, people officers that that will we've, we've got a high standard that we require out of our officers. Uh, we've had some officers that, that just couldn't cope with that, and they moved on. And uh, we've had some that moved on to higher-paying jobs. It's, we have got the pay up to where it's, it's uh, comparable to a lot of surrounding counties. Um, we want good people. You know, I would rather be short-handed than have somebody I going to have problems with. You know, I owe that to the community to make sure that that happens. You know, we've we've changed things in security. We made, we cut the cost. We're probably doing it for two thirds cost now, maybe half. It we only use security when we need them. It's they're all part time positions. We don't have to pay benefits. They're retired people. The security is just you know is 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 good. It's it's what it's needed in the, in the courthouse uh, to make things safe, but it's not an over amount. You know, so uh, my guys know that I don't like people sitting around. You know, it's you, you need to be, you, you've you got a purpose, you need to be doing it. And um, that's where at nighttime you'll see these cruisers out here running everywhere. The mileage that's on, put on these cars is almost double what it was um, because, and not that I don't trust people, but I'm out here 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. They never know where I'm going to be. And... Um, because I do a lot of the, the drug work, me and one other an officer, and... and uh, uh, but it's like, c- we want to continue to build the department. Uh, to get up, we should have eight deputies. We have five. Um, we, uh, we want to build that up with good people and be selective. You know, one of the things that you can, you can never predict, you know, somebody might, you might hire somebody and their background, everything's great, but they make a mistake. But that mistake can't be covered up. You've got to bring it, bring it out. If it's something that someone needs to leave law enforcement, they need to leave law enforcement. It's not everybody's cut out for this job. And with that high standard that we hold, not everybody's going to make it. And it, it's just, um, like I say, to be productive and to, to fight what we've got to fight, we have to hold to a high standard
0: mentioned earlier about the engagement with the citizens and it's something we always say on this program that you know we are you know for a society to be successful the people have to be engaged and educated on what's going on and be you know enthused about being a a part of it so what is it you're going to ask the citizens of Taylor County to to do to help make the you know your goals uh, achieved in this next term
1: well you know in our business in the law enforcement part of the uh, office of sheriff like I said, there's several different parts, but in the law enforcement part of, the, of being a sheriff the department. We arrest a lot of people. We affect a lot of families. It's nothing personal. We just have, we have to uphold the, 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 the laws of the state. Um, so if we affect your family, it's for a good reason. It's because we want to see people's lives changed to the better. We want to see them be productive. We want to see them get help if they need to be in rehab or whatever. Sometimes the only way to get that and get them to realize, like I said before, is to rest. So don't just look at what's affecting you. Look at what's affecting the whole community. To where if you've got a, a member of your family that's dealing drugs, he needs to be arrested. No matter how much you love him, show the love for him after he gets arrested, in support to get his life changed. And that's what we look at. You know, I've got drug dealers that was dealing drugs for 15, 16 years. By arresting them and getting them time in jail, they've been able to look at their life and say, hey, this is not what I want. I've had drug dealers look at me in court and says, he saved my life. That's rewarding to me. That should be rewarding to every law enforcement officer. That's that you've you done your job, you treated that person with respect, that they are a human being, they've made a mistake, now they need to change. That is what you know. I'm gonna ask for the public, is support, look at the full picture. Don't be blinded, because you're gonna have people that, that doesn't like me and doesn't like the administration so they're gonna say anything they can say to try to destroy that. Weigh all the facts. Stop in and see me. Get my phone number. Call me on the phone. My phone rings all the time. My personal cell phone. I give it to people because I want that connection. I need that support. Because of that, they call me in with tips. Their name's not ever mentioned. They give us information, hey you need to be looking at this or that. Uh, you need to be doing your job a little better and this is why we think that you need to do your job better because this is what is a concern to us. You know, and, and But you also at that time you've got to, as a citizen, look at what these officers that's in a small county, five to eight officers, what they have to do. That maybe I can't be out here on this road running radar all the time because they're fighting the drug problem yeah, yeah. because remember 90% of everything that we deal with has a drug component. It's to amazing.
0: It. It's amazing what that percentage has done just over the last decade or two. It's it's unbelievable. So you are you, uh, unfortunately in that role you see a lot of the problems that we have in our county I mean you see some of well, the people at there some good people at their worst moments and and yeah. some bad people at their worst moments um, It's nice to hear some stories the human side that there are there are good moments there are moments of redemption out of there But so so let's look at just our county and let's you know again We could we could continue to go through those list of bad things and we'll talk more about them in a minute But what are our opportunities? What are our opportunities to be successful here in Taylor County? I mean, we've got our challenges, but what do we have that's that's magic or unique for us?
1: Well, you know we, we we there's there's a lot of things and there's a lot of groups that's in this county that is trying to turn turn the city around that uh, uh, community support um, in in all organizations whether it's church youth organizations the uh, sports um, there's just so many things this county has a lot of good things you know we need more but it has a lot of good things going for it but. What probably bothers me more than anything is, if it doesn't affect me, I'm not gonna worry about it. Not until it's on your doorstep is when you wanna act. You've gotta get it before it's on your doorstep. You've gotta get involved. There's 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 groups now that, that is helping the, the addicted, you know, that's that's trying to turn people's lives around and stuff. Showing support for those groups is important because there are people that's been in those roles and that has seen it. They know the struggles of, of 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 the people that's 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 addicted to drugs and stuff. And it's not, you know, it's it's the the levels that the drug affects of in society. It's not everybody that's that's on a lower income. It can be in the factories. It can be in the It can be in the your higher higher. Uh, echelon, the, the, the in, as far as economics goes it can affect anybody and there's hardly any families that has not affected.
0: I bet there's nobody listening right now oh, that's, that doesn't have some connection or affecting their family or friends or, or neighbors or something. Yeah. And,
1: you know and, and, and that's sad but like I say, we don't want to look on the how can we make things better. Get involved. Community has to get involved. We have got to get back to some old principles, old ways, ideas, and, and support because for this community to get better, to always progress, it has to have support. You know when when I was growing up these streets was full of people. You know and, and, I, and I know that's never gonna happen again, but you you need to support your community. You need to support uh, when when these organizations have, have events and, and your churches and stuff uh, you need to get out there and support it you know there's it's not always about me you need to look at someone other than me or what's in it for me make an investment in your community make investment in the young people that will be leaders of this community eventually and support them for this country to succeed and to get better. Yeah. We have to have that involvement.
0: We have to. We, have to, we absolutely have to. Right, one more question before the break. And this is, more generally speaking, I mean, right now as of this recording, there's no confirmed cases of COVID-19 coronavirus in our state or in our area. By the time this airs, who knows? Um, and really, who knows what's going to happen with this thing? I mean, there's there's certainly some, some really serious things, there's some not-so-serious things, and. You know, it'll be more clear uh, even by the time this is, is playing, and certainly before the election in the fall. Well, you get the primary election, but then the general. But but things like that are coming to us, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's um, you know, uh, any, any kind of thing that's happening. And from a sheriff's perspective, or, or from a, a community's perspective, the sheriff's a leader, somebody we're going to look to in times where maybe there are a lot of unknowns, and there are there that's a little scary potentially for some folks. What is it that you're you're either doing now in terms of prevention or communication or or ready and, and willing to do in the moment that something does an event does attack this screen god forbid but i think we all know there's there's a matter of things that are just coming at us left and right and at some point something's going to hit
1: well you know i think the most important thing is that we fail to do we wait until it's on our doorstep before we get worried you know and we don't want to cause panic but there's things that that you know our health department reaches okay. out they've got a they've got a lot of uh, Uh, resources there and and things that they can they can help the community with and I suggest you know people to to reach out the health department is there things that we can we can do Um, uh, you can only do so much you know and and, uh, uh, if this ever if this ever happens uh, to where it gets to that point um, being prepared you know, you know, of course, it's out there. You know, you, you need to have some food and stuff put away, and and uh, water supplies and stuff like that. Talk about
0: getting back to old ways. Things. Yeah. That just our, our parents and grandparents did that not too many generations ago. Had plenty of food and water ready at the house. You
1: know, just just being prepared. But it's not just for something like this that that uh, uh, of some type of a disease or something. You should be prepared in life for power or anything storms, that could go out yeah. storms or anything you know you should always be prepared uh, food wise water wise uh, communications and and, and and things like that that because if you wait until it's here it's not going to be in the store because people's going to flood and and it's, it's going you know it's going to be crazy and there's no people there's going to be people that no matter what you say no matter how serious it gets, they are going to wait until it's knocking on the door before they'll try to prepare. There's no way around that. But as a community, church groups, churches is a fine way of getting that message out and helping each other. Hey, have your church meetings. This is everybody prepared if this happens, you know, and help them, help you know develop plans. Um, and work together. You know, it's, it's. there's just, you know, there's things you can do, you can get it in, and you know, of course, the internet's wonderful sometimes, <laughs> but you know, that you can you can research and, and these things I need to prepare for, you know, there's controversy on the mask, whether to wear them or where not to wear, wear them and, and, and things like that. So you'll, you'll have to weigh those out for yourself. And, and uh, if you feel better walking around with a mask all the time, then, then if that makes you feel Better and and uh, then do it, but uh, uh, the sanitizing keep you you know keeping keeping people's hands you know they're clean because that's where a lot of stuff is transferred. And just being cautious, careful and and uh, 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 observant, uh, you know. And and the I will say you know like I say the health department stuff in this county does a, does a great job and and they uh, uh, they're cons- really concerned about this because. Uh, they're going to get flooded if something like this happens, and, and um, but just uh, uh, do your research, uh, and it's it, everything's going to be different for everybody on what they need to prepare uh, for. But big thing is, no matter what people need to prepare for to be without food and, and and water and stuff to to have that have a resource for that don't depend on. Um, somebody else furnishing it for yeah. you don't don't flood the churches that you know for the for 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 their help do it on your own if you if you can financially do it set that aside and
0: prepare yeah, don't unnecessarily become a burden to somebody else yes yes awesome. yeah. right. let's jump into some of the questions that folks have asked of us we pulled the community they came back with some questions and uh, there's never a shortage for the sheriff so <laughs> let's talk about some of those right off the bat it's just you know we, we talked about this earlier the sheriff role in our community is a is a prominent leader. People are going to look to you for many things, and sometimes just you know whatever it may be. And so I ask you, what is your leadership style? How would you describe your leadership style?
1: Well, I feel that I'm approachable, you know, and and uh, that I'm down to earth. You know, I know people has problems, and and uh, that uh, uh, that I'm not above everybody. You know, and I, I think. I've had people say, "Well, you don't sometimes act like you even realize you're the sheriff." It's, but because yeah, I know I'm the sheriff and I've got a little responsibility and stuff, but I'm on your level. I'm, I'm, I'm just a, a country boy, you know. And and uh, uh, I feel that I'm approachable. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, they're afraid to come to me," and and because sometimes I perceive that maybe I'm a little hardcore. I am hardcore uh, when it comes to the discipline and stuff, but. Um, I can sit down with anybody, um, you know, and, and talk to them. Um, I was just involved in a, we had a, sh- a shootout in, towards 119, and um, the person that was in that did the shooting, um, I was able to go down to the house along with the uh, chief deputy, uh, Brett Carpenter, and uh, make communications with this person and uh, that had just shot law enforcement and was threatening law enforcement again um, that had several rounds of ammo and wasn't coming out. So I was able to actually get on their level and talk to them. Uh, they had some emotional problems, and uh, I was actually able to get up on the porch and actually grab this person and pull them out the window and subdue them. But once it was subdued, we was done. You know, So I feel that I can, I can talk to just about anybody that wants to... Uh, wants to be approached. Uh, and, and I think that's important in a sheriff's position because there's times that you're, you're in a position where people are emotionally just torn apart. And you've got to be sympathetic, but you also got to be honest with them. Uh, I'm not going to just tell you what you want to hear, but maybe I'll tell it to you in a way that you can understand it, that'll sink in, that, you know, hey, I need to, need to change. Uh, so that's that's where I, I look at myself as um, to be approachable and, and uh, take the time to talk to anybody, you know, no matter who it is. If you got a problem? Come and see me.
0: <laughs> well, so here's a problem. At least some folks have, have put in, and I, we haven't had this problem here. You talk about that, that shooting, but they're more isolated events. But we do see around the country, um, you know, gun issues, whether it be at schools or churches. We've seen some organizations. Um, what are you proactively doing as at, at the sheriff's office, or in conjunction with someone else or other organizations, to help ready you know ready our community for these things, um, or or potentially prevent them? Hopefully.
1: Well, you know, I'm pro gun, pro carry. You know, I've been a firearms dealer for seventy six years, or not forty six years. <laughs> I'm <tell> my age, <laughs> a minute. But I think everybody needs to be able to defend themselves, and we're not immune. You know, there's been a lot of small communities that has been faced with these shootings and, and things coming in, people coming into churches and stuff. One thing we have started to implement um, that we're doing, tr- it's not training. We're trying to in- instruct people, and in, in the, the, the church is one of the concerns. And not the only concern, but the churches is one of the concerns, of, of especially with this last shooting we have. So we've started a program. It's kind of a three-step program that... Uh, we're to imp- implement and it's kind of slow getting off because the t- I've got a lot of court schedule and I've got to meet with these individual churches and what we're doing we're going into these churches and first talking with them making sure that what they want is somebody armed in there and you know a lot of people that they everybody needs to know their limitations and especially when it comes to weapons and if you're not competent and qualified enough and responsible enough to, to be able to, to carry a weapon in a, in a church if a church decides that they want security. That you've got to understand the limitations that, that each person has. So we're helping them organize that. We're uh, getting blueprints of the, of the churches and, and the picture of the church to put on the computers of all the officers so that if they, so they have a problem at a church uh, the officer is going to be able to punch it up, look and see where the rooms are at. Before he ever gets there, he'll see the front of that, that church. Um, he'll know the exits, uh, if that church has a security plan, um, what they're planning on doing it, if something happens in there so that you know before you ever get there that what this church should be doing if they hold true to their, their plan. Then we also, we have a range that... Uh, is a private range that uh, we use for the, uh, the military and uh, uh, other agencies have access also. We use that range where we'll be taking them out and it's kind of, it's kind of a reality check. Um, you think you're a good shot? We're gonna see, you know. So uh, we'll run them through a few things and, and, and then give them some pointers. Uh, I have an FBI agent that, that helps with that. Like I say, again, we're not, we're not training. We're, we're there to do a some recommendations for them to take from there and go and practice and train on their own and as a group in the church if they decide to do this. So it's just helping. That's one organization, the churches, that we're trying to give, give them some safety ideas to where they can implement to make their churches safer. Uh, schools, same thing. Um, we, uh, but just the community in a whole. You know, if I'm at one end of the county and a call comes in at the other end of the county, there's it takes so many minutes to get there. When things like this happen, it happens so fast. So the chance of us getting there while it's still engaged is slim. That's just being honest about it. You know, I can promise you everything. We're going to be there, we'll be knocking the door in and, 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 and getting the person but not saying that won't happen but that time frame is so short. So everyone if capable needs to be able to protect themselves but they also need to have the training. They need to have the practice. If you decide to take the responsibility of carrying a weapon on a concealed carry whatever it's a lot of responsibility because there's a possibility by carrying that weapon that you're gonna be faced with something that you have to take someone's life. Not an easy choice for anyone. Not an easy choice that you make that you have to live with every day. And no one wants to do that. Nobody in their right mind ever wants to go through that. But you carry a weapon, there's a possibility that's gonna happen. So, training. You need, and, and and that's what we're encouraging people. You know, we encourage people to get concealed carry permits, if they properly train, if they properly practice. Um, don't carry one just because you can say, "Hey, look what I got." You better leave. It's not the way it works. If you need it, it's going to be. It's it's going to change your life. So, it's just you know being prepared uh, for. All aspects of something happening, because even though we're a small community, a lot of small communities been affected over the whole country that thought it would never happen here. It's always never said. think that it can never happen here.
0: So, what do you think are, are some of the most, the, 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 I guess, the most important skills for a sheriff to be to be successful in the role?
1: Oh, there's. You know, communication with people, you know, being able to, to be down to earth and to talk to people, um, not promising things that you can't deliver, uh, you know, and, and uh, um, you know, the, having, having good employees that, you know, there's, there's a lot of money that goes through that sheriff's office. And we're proud, you know, we're, our books are good. You know, there's, there's uh, we, have, we have good people that, that's uh, in those offices that know their job. And that know that they're held accountable. Um, there's the skills is 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 being able to deal with people uh, in the worst situation or in the best situation. You know, it's, it's 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 just having that having that connection that you can you can make. And and uh, um, if you are a, a working sheriff and you're out here, you're you're kicking doors in and you're you're going in. Um, Knowing that you have the training to uh, not put other people's lives at at risk Um, My officers know that uh, if if we go out and we have an operation like that that The sheriff's going through the door first uh, Because I want I want their support and they know that I'm there to support them and uh, it's uh, It happens more than what people actually see it's not all in the newspaper you know we we have stuff every week that is life-threatening situations that that these officers go through and that things could really go bad and and, uh, so having having skill you know we 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 train a lot uh we reach out to uh, the fbi for training and uh, uh, we take as much training as possible that we can get Uh, being able to interview a suspect um, and be able to put cases together you know I was lucky that I was I was able to years ago to go to um, New York for crime scene reconstruction Um, that's been very beneficial you know we just had one case that we just went through that you know these people see then they'll they'll say that um, nothing's being done with this person or nothing's being done with that person no matter what you do when you have a case if it's not presented right if it's if the evidence is not gathered right and prepared, you know, this last case we had just had, took two years in preparation and stuff. And that is a um, a cooperation between my department and prosecutor's department. And working together to be able to put this stuff together and to be able to get the punishment that that, that, that crimes need. Um, and if, if I don't do my job on this end, no matter what the prosecutor gets, he can't. He can't make it happen, you know. So it, it's it's got to be a, an effort between both departments, and that's why we have a good working relationship. With the, we butt heads from time to time. But you know it, that's going to happen. But we, when it all comes out in the courtroom, uh, we work together. We, we we present the case, and we get the results.
0: How do you stay ahead? You know, the, we mentioned the, the COVID-19. I think things are always coming. How do, you, how do you, as a sheriff, try to make sure, from a leadership perspective? being proactive and staying ahead um, how do you do
1: that well sometimes I don't know if we're hit or not <laughs> you know it's, it's it's just staying on top of things that that's where the long hours come in you know they're, and it's not just it's not just my department it's there's other elected officials I'm not going to say their names but there's other elected officials that you'll see down here at the courthouse at nighttime that is working these long hours that people don't see you know and because they've got to try to stay on top of things there's so much here happening that would blow most people's minds unless they they sat in that office with that person and seen what they go through and uh, to stay ahead it's long hours you cannot you cannot waste a day you know each day when I get a chance to lay down at night uh, or the next morning I want to be able to think back what did I accomplish today? What did I do that made the department better, made the community a little safer? That I require that of myself that I needed something positive each day while I'm there because I cannot afford to waste any days. You know, because if you do then you get behind. So it's 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 a demanding job. Um, it's not just, like I say, being put in that position, and say, "Hey, looky, I'm the sheriff." It's it's a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of cooperation um, with other departments and 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 people, and, and uh, um, it's 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 a struggle.
0: What's what's your biggest need right now, from the
1: sheriff? Biggest need right now is qualified officers Um, getting officers through the academy um, and uh, just because they go through the academy doesn't mean you're going to have a good officer Mm -hmm. that's the start after you get them through the academy then that guidance from then on is so important to get them headed in the right direction because there's several paths that officer can go down and if he strays and goes down the wrong path sometimes there's no return you know, and, and, and that's very important. And, and then, you know, with, with um, sometimes, you know, that's one advantage I thought I had coming in when I come into office. I've been in law enforcement before. When I was in law enforcement before, you feel that everything you do is right. You know, I was right. I was justified. Then you look back. That wasn't right. That could have been done a little bit better, a little different. So knowing that, knowing that you're not always right, you can look at things a little different. And we take every situation that we get into, that it's a serious, a shooting or something like that, going into house and, and to apprehend somebody, we look at that and break it down. I do it to myself more than I do my officers to try to make the next situation that would be similar to that better, safer. Um, it's, uh, we have a monthly meeting with the deputies, which I don't think they ever had that before. They There's a monthly meeting on the first Thursday. They all gotta come out, I don't care what shift you work, you can say you're tired, you've gotta come out. To get these guys together, to discuss things, discuss things that's bothering them, and things that they would like to see changed, uh, and if it benefits the department and makes things better and safer, we do it. You know, we're, we're, we're getting ready here soon that, uh, a new system with the nine one one that's that's going to help our officers in in uh, uh, in the reporting and sharing information with other departments and stuff and and technology is a good great thing you know back when I uh, I went to uh, crime school in, in New York and stuff you know we had to develop our own film and everything now it's just it's instant you know we it's it's a, so we implement all these the, the new technology and stuff as much as we can and and that's where the the um, one of my chief deputies that uh, uh, searches for people. You know, uh, we're big on that. You know, you run from the law, we're coming after you. And um, we've retrieved a lot of them from all over the country. Like I say, 130 miles from the Mexican border. And so, and that's to send a message. You break the law, you can't run. You might as well just come in, get it over with, get your time started, whatever, and face the consequences. One thing I did do, that um, I'm rather proud of but concerned at, at the same time is that I had a guy run from me. He'd been in jail for several months, probably over a year. He gets out. He takes off. He runs from me. End up in Florida. Found him in Florida, sent the marshals after him, brought him in. Well, long story short, this gentleman opened up to me. From when I picked him up the airplane in Pittsburgh all the way down to Live scan. When I got done with this gentleman, I'm not going to say everything he said. He was faced with several years in penitentiary. The man convinced me that he was innocent. So I went to the prosecution and I I told him, I said, you know, I feel that this guy's innocent. They disagreed with me because of the the case that was presented to them by law enforcement. And so I proceeded, in and in a, in the guy was concerned with his safety. And I thought I said, I'll guarantee your safety. Well, he come in and took a polygraph. And it is an extensive polygraph. The man was innocent. Now, that's concerning because I don't like to see anyone falsely accused taken time out of their life that someone should have maybe done a better investigation and uh, looked into the facts a little bit more. But we was able to get that one person out of jail and now he's continuing on with his life. Um, That's where it's so important to our administration that we owe it to the victim to do the best job we can do to investigate to bring all the facts forward and to to build this good case but we also accused that we got the right guy yeah, sure. that we're treating that person fair also That's the bedrock of our judicial system yeah, yeah really is. so it, it, it's it's really that's that's important and that's where you know I do try to stay on top of things I know what my guys cases are um, I help them out as much as possible kind of help direct them in investigations on, on things you know we, we had uh, and as the laws change when I mean, we had a law change a couple of years ago that we could arrest somebody on the death of somebody that on drugs uh, if they helped supply the drugs or whatever and we, we charge people on that and we look at that every time that we find somebody that, that somebody that does die in a result of drugs, we try to go after that person that supplied the drugs mm-hmm. if we can. And it's sometimes hard to get that information, but it's, uh, so it's just, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's demanding and, 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 and to, to stay on top of this, you know, there's, a, there's just, um, uh, that's what people don't see. They don't see that every day, daily life of a law enforcement officer and what he goes through and it doesn't make any difference if he had a bad day, yeah, right. you know so
0: well i am thankful for all those in law enforcement who have those bad days and i don't have to see it every day yep. that's uh so we i think i think we're all grateful for that and last question easy one well probably easy but it's certainly lighter let's put it that way um we as we polled everyone uh, that we asked what's a lighter to question and i love this one that came in is you know for what are you most grateful
1: life itself you know it's uh what i'm most grateful for is you know I uh, I know my beliefs and how I feel truly in, in my heart. Um, I'm grateful for the for the citizens of this county to give me the opportunity. Uh, these last three years, so many months, and, and uh, I'm grateful that it's it's a chapter in my life that <clears throat> I'll I'll cherish. You know, we set out four years ago on a path, um, and in a direction that I wanted to, wanted to go with the department. We've seen a lot of storms we've seen a lot of storms maybe a few tornadoes too you know <laughs> you know we've we've seen a lot of changes um but we've held true to what we believe um we believe in holding people accountable for their actions uh that includes myself you know i'm, I'm harder on myself than probably anybody else but that's important that's important especially in the job of sheriff you've got to hold that standard uh, no matter how much it hurts you know so many so many people that, that I've seen in through these years that was friends of mine, some of them still friends that you have to you have to make choices. Um, the law is there for everybody you know we can enforce the law we can hold you accountable but then we can also show compassion that you've made a mistake that you' you've went down that wrong path try to turn them around and and and, and like I say you know i've got drug dealers that 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 I'm, i feel that i'm kind of friends with that they've changed their their way of life and but it took that rest to, to get that there so it's just thankful for each day you know the the uh, uh, with all that i've been faced with and and uh uh went through you know there's there's one night in particular that, that I was sitting in my chair watching TV, relaxing for a few minutes, and I get a call on the phone. A guy's trying to get a shot at me through the window in the woods above my house. That's a bad feeling. I'm sure it is. <laughs> That's a bad feeling. And, and, of course, we have a lot of threats. You know, if you're, if you're involved in law enforcement and you're doing your job, you're aggressive, you're going to have a lot of threats. A lot of them is just threats. But there is people out there that will carry through with the threat. Um, this person had been there twice, and another time with somebody else. Um, that's serious to come after a sheriff. And I feel that God's been looking out for me through the years, you know, and and has to. You know, it's you can't get through this without that, and. Uh, uh, so I'm 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 thankful for 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 uh, uh, for the support and uh, um, the because like I said without the support of the public in this community we can't get our job done we it, it, it's 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 hard enough the way it is but it makes it a little bit better a lot better when somebody comes up to you and says. Sheriff, no matter what they say, you're doing a great job. And you need to know that. that
0: so we polled um, the community for, for this question. I love it. It's a lighthearted question. And what it is is really, what is it, uh, for what are you most grateful?
1: Most grateful for everyday life um, and to be able to be healthy. You know, it's, it's so important in this job to be able to efficiently do my job is to have, have good health. And I've been blessed with that, um, the support of the community. You know, that's uh, you know when somebody comes up to you and says, "Sheriff, you know, no matter what they say, you know, you're you're doing a great job." You need to know that, and, and that words of encouragement helps you get through another day. Helps you get through the tough times, because there's so many times that you you you'll you'll think, "Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this?" You know, and and it's this. Those words of encouragement from the community and seeing support from the community, because that's how you are strong. You are, and that's with any elected official. It's important that you know you put them in office, support them, and encourage them to do a good job. And that's that's important. And that's uh, uh, you know you look at things a lot different, and especially when you've been faced with situations that that is uh, uh, you know. Stressful and and actually deadly, Um, you know, I'll never forget, you know, one night that I'm sitting in my recliner and uh, and enjoying watching TV for a few minutes and and just trying to relax. Um, And I get a call from from the officer and says, there's a guy trying to get a shot at you through the window right now in the woods above your house. That's a bad feeling, you know, bad, bad, bad feeling. You know, I feel that, you know, i I feel that I'm, I'm fairly brave in a way, but that humbles you real quick. Sure. You know, and, and killed the lights, and, and, and the guy had been there. He had been there evidently twice, uh, once on a, twice on a four-wheeler and another one time with another guy. We eventually got this guy. This guy was armed. Um, he had shot at people before, so he was capable of carrying something like this out. That's moments like that that you, you reflect on and you think, is it worth it? And then when you see kids, grandkids, people having trouble and stuff, that motivates you to continue. You know, I come in here over three years ago and I feel obligated to the community to continue to work um, through my administration whether it ends this time, or if we're fortunate enough to go four more years, that we have people dependent on us, people that wanted change, that they wanted to see accountability. We brought that, and we will continue to bring that. I'm not promising them anything new. I promising them we'll continue to fight, fight the problems in our community, but embrace also.
0: Is as is customary on this program, we offer the candidate the last word. What is it you'd like to say to the citizens of Taylor County?
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm bound to, to work, continue to work hard, uh, right on through the election time. If I don't get out to see you, it doesn't mean I don't want your support. I, I need your support. I need the community's support and their strength, uh, even after if we're uh, fortunate enough to get in office for another four years we need that support to make the department a strong department Um, again we uh, that vote is very important we have one vote you need to weigh everything you know be careful of promises that can't be delivered you know I can paint you a rosy picture that everything could be really nice but reality it's not there there's cold hard facts. We have made so many arrests. Myself, I say there, there's there's close to a hundred or more uh, felony charges that I've done, and that's that's a lot for a sheriff. Um, and again, not taken away from anything anybody else has done in the past, but it's just that I feel that my promise to the community that I would work for hard years and I cannot take that time out just to go out and campaign and like I say again, it's not that I don't want their support, I need their support but I feel that I gotta earn their support. By earning their support I have to work. That's where I'm at and I uh, I I thank the public for the support in the last years Um, it's been overwhelming. There's been times that you might not agree with everything I've done but trust me, the, the goal is to make everything safer, to protect your kids, your grandkids, and you. All
0: right. Terry Austin for Sheriff, thanks for coming in. Good luck with Thank you. Thank you for
1: having us.